Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert. And totally different look. And uh, she sang, as, to my ear anyway, as great as she's ever been. And uh, I remember at one point during the concert, uh, they had a big screen behind her where they, they shined her up on the screen when she was singing. And uh, she turned around at one point during the concert and looked at herself on the screen, and it was a rear shot. <laughs> and she said, not too bad for a woman my age. <laughs> Dave Lee here along with Davide Razo bringing you my first concert again this week. Great to have you with our thanks to the Minnesota Propane Association for making it possible, Aquarius Home Services, UCARE. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters and by StarBank.net. And we are in the Aquarius Home Services.com studios. Today, four special guests, Davide, and you haven't had a chance to meet these award winning broadcast journalists, longtime broadcasters, um, who I had the chance and the opportunity to work with and be mentored by, frankly, to be honest about it. I don't want to give them too much credit because that'll ruin this whole entire bit. But these guys are just really accomplished in their field. The interesting thing to me is that we got a, a couple musicians in the group. And we've got uh, uh, one guy that's on a lot of Broadway theaters all the time. He's out there. And then one guy was a longtime music director. So we got a good feel of music here. They're concert goers and music events. So Eric Escola, Steve Murphy, Bruce Hogovic, and Denny Long are on the show today. And it's terrific to have them here. Welcome to Creation Audio Studio C. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Eric, let's start with you. You and I have talked about this before, but to get the ball rolling here, your very first concert. This is my third time on your podcast. Yes. Now, do I get a certificate or something? That... Uh, no, but... but okay. Hardy handshake? <laughs> Hardy handshake, probably after this. You'll see how it goes. Participation. A medal, yeah. Okay. Well, I, my first national concert was Elton John back in 1970. But my first, I think, I just thought of this since the last time I was on, I think I saw Pepper Fog. Pepper Fog. At the at the Duluth Armory back in like 69. <laughs> Pepper Fog. I don't remember Pepper Fog. They had their own uh, overhead projector and a pan of oil <laughs> oh, wow. for the background. <laughs> just like uh, Pink Floyd did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah similar. <laughs> that's where the that's where the comparison ends. Right but, there, yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Murph, how about you? Peter, Paul, and Mary. 1964, I was 13 years old, and it was my most memorable concert, perhaps, after all these years, because I got to meet them. Wow. And Icons. The reason for that is because the grandfather of one of my best friends and classmates in high school was an old, retired newspaper man. He'd been the drama critic for a paper that's long defunct, the Washington Evening Star, and he regaled us with stories when he would visit us in my hometown of Roanoke, Virginia. He would come down from Washington and tell us about his good friends from the Golden Age. Clark Gable was a very close friend. Wow. So I was fascinated with him. He knew it. 
And at one point in, in uh, September of 64, he invited his grandson, Jeff, to come up and he said, bring that Murphy kid. <laughs> and knowing that I'd be fascinated by whatever happened. So he took us to the Carter Baron Amphitheater. I think it was September 5th of 64. And Peter, Paul and Mary were, uh, and they were at their height, I think, at that time, oh, yeah. middle of the 60s. Mm -hmm. And um, we sat like in the front uh, because he never paid for anything. Mr. Jay Carmody was his name. And, uh, so we listened to Odetta, who was the uh, opening singer. act. Do yeah. you remember Odetta? Oh, sure folk do. singer, sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, folk singer. Uh, and then Peter, Paul and Mary. And then after the concert, they roped off it wasn't the Beatles, but there were a lot of young fans who wanted to meet and get an autograph from Peter, Paul, and Mary. And they roped it off, but the security said, okay, Mr. Carmody and those two young folks with you, you can come up now. So um, we met Odetta first and chatted with her, and then Peter, Paul, and Mary, and all these other kids are waiting. And they were so generous with their time, I, I maybe 10 minutes or so, which is pretty great. Yeah. And... Um, what I remember so much about it is that when it was done, um, we were ready to leave, and my friend Jeff said, oh, we didn't get an autograph. And Paul Stuckey came up to us, and he said, shake my hand. And we shook his hand, and he said, we're friends now, right? I said, yeah. He says, well, friends don't get autographs from friends. <laughs> <laughs> Another memory was that there was one other person waiting inside the rope. She was allowed to come after we did, and it was Linda Bird Johnson with her Secret Service agent. <laughs> LBJ was the president in 1964. So um, there's one postscript to this, too. Years later, I'm working at WCCO with all of you. And it had to be maybe the late 80s. Peter Yarrell, Peter, Paul, and Mary, came to the station. He brought his guitar. Uh, and maybe we can piece it as to when it was because Ruth Kozlak interviewed him. And he sang on the air, sang a couple songs. And then afterwards, he went to one of our little studios. You guys will remember where commercials were made. And, and so I don't know why they took him back there, but I made a beeline from the newsroom to go back and say hi to him. And I told him, I said, you know, I met you back in 1964 at the Carter Baron Amphitheater. And he gave me, of course, a blank stare. And I said, <laughs> I said don't say you don't remember. <laughs> and, and he didn't lose a beat. He said, oh, no, I remember, but your hair is thinner now. <laughs> Very good. Wow, that's pretty monumental. How about you, Bruce? Well, uh, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in western Minnesota, so we didn't have access really to uh, the big-time concerts when I was in junior and senior high. So we started going to uh, big-time entertainment really after I got married. Uh, and I think probably, by the way, you were asking me to come here today really triggered my memory because I haven't thought about this stuff for years. I think the first real concert we went to with big, you know, big stars was ABBA in, mm. uh, in uh, Hollywood, at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, my. Wow. And, uh, when they were red hot. They were yeah. red hot. The place was packed. And we luckily got a ticket, two tickets to get in there. And we were staying in a motel down the street. I think it's Highland Avenue that uh, runs by uh, this motel up to up a hill to the Hollywood Bowl. And I remember going in there, finding our seat, and it was really cold. And this is the mi middle of the summer, and uh, probably June, July. I can't quite remember. This is probably, what, early 80s, 1980, maybe? Uh, and I remember sitting there through the whole concert, 
and they started with a local uh, group uh, that sang some of the ABBA songs. And I was thinking, well, I hope it gets better than this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, they were okay, but they weren't great because we went in with all this anticipation. Sure. You know? And then lo and behold, they introduced the real ABBA group. And um, uh, it was so cold, and I, I had a short sleeve shirt on, as I recall. Marvette, my wife. Uh, had a jacket with her, and I remember us covering both of us with her jacket, just trying to trying to stay warm uh, through the entirety of this uh, of this concert. And uh, you know, I'm an ABBA fan. I still am. You know, it's kind of a generational thing. I mean, I'm just old enough now, far enough back that uh, I'm still an ABBA fan. Uh, and uh, they 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 saved uh, Dancing Queen for the last sh uh, song in the show. The place went crazy. <laughs> Everybody jumped up, but they were dancing and waving their hands. It was ah, and I had never seen a concert like this before. It was just amazing, and that was quite memorable. And uh, there are others too around that same era that we went to. I don't want to take up too much time here, but we saw Cher in Las Vegas. Well, hold that thought because okay. I'm going to ask you about that in All just right. a second. We went to the ABBA Museum in Stockholm okay. about a year ago. Really? And in in Minnesota, there's uh, we have a great musician in town named Philip Brunel, who you guys all know, and he conducts vocal lessons and been honored worldwide in many places. Um, so I'm at the ABBA Museum, and I'm watching this video, and there's Benny and Bjorn and Philip. Oh. So I took a picture of them, and they said, you never told me you were in the ABBA Museum. Wow. But they did the musical Christina, uh, and in the world debut was, I think, in Lindstrom, Minnesota, and then, then in Stockholm. Hmm. Um, so anyway, that, that was kind of fascinating. All right, Danny Long. Well, you know, like Bruce and, and Murph too, as far as conjuring up memories, I can't, I think I, I was not 13 then, I was older, when I first saw Peter, Paul and Mary, Northup Auditorium, uh. a month later, I'm taking freshman English in the same building. <laughs> I'm not doing well. <laughs> but that I think was my very first, I was not in the business yet. Uh, attending, uh, about to attend the U that fall. But what really struck home to me uh, had nothing to do with concerts, if I may, uh, is when I was growing up, I lived uh, and w went to school at a grade school right across the street from the grade school. Mm -hmm. So I got home before anybody else. And I just thought about this after you invited me, Dave. Uh, I My sister left me when she moved out you know those 45 RCA fat spindle? I used to, this must have been a little precursor to my being a DJ down the road. I would take that thing out, put it on the front step, and play records for the uh, kids coming home <laughs> from school. Oh. I hadn't thought about that in years wow. until the other day. Wow. wow. And I thought, hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe there was <laughs> some th something to that. But as you mentioned, Dave, being music director, and you guys too have been in the business, I have been to so many concerts, it's a mess. It's all blended in, you know, I mean, The yeah. Letterman? Yeah. How many people have been to The Letterman? Wow. Well, <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it, it uh, I mean, we have, you and I, Dave, and all you guys have had stories about meeting stars. Maybe we can get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Later. Yeah, in just a little, in just a minute. We'll kind of come back with... Denny and Bruce and Murph and Eric, in just a second, I want to thank our friends over at Star Bank for making this possible. That's our bank here at Talk North, by the way, so it's kind of fun to practice what you preach. 
And if you're hoping to expand your business or maybe do some repairs, I'm not sure what's going on at, in your house right now, but there's always something involving a bank, right? And you want to get, a, let's say, a, a loan. There's no red tape over there, no monkey business. So once you apply for a loan and submit your documentation, uh, you're on track to get this done pretty quick. Now, they're a Minnesota bank. They uh, started in rural Minnesota. They have 10 locations, including here in the Metro. And it's, the family still owns them. And that's what makes, that's what makes it so nice. They all work there. Uh, when you walk in, you'll get to know them. They'll get to know you, which is kind of cool. But you maybe want to do the high-tech thing off your phone and computer. They have all that set up as well. I think one of the refreshing things is they actually answer their phone. I can't I was trying to arrange something yesterday with a different group, and I was on the phone for seven minutes pressing buttons. When you call Starbank, they answer it. The live person answers it. So that might throw you off guard a little bit. But they really do have that small hometown feel, and yet they help all of us here in the big city as well. I'd encourage you to get your loan needs over there at Starbank. A family-owned, Minnesota-based, and uh, just call them today. Find out or stop at your convenience or do it on your phone as well. Loans are subject to loan application and approval. Starbank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Very, very good at what they do. All right. Uh, like you, I hate to interrupt, but it just reminds me of the old days at The Good Neighbor. Uh, <laughs> seeing you do this and listening to you it yeah. brings back strong memories about what a pro Dave Lee is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, speaking of pros, you mentioned somebody who is Eric Eskel's all-time, I don't want to say heartthrob, but you had a little thing for Cher, let's be honest. Sure. Bruce, tell us uh, tell us about that Cher story now. Well, and Eric's talking. listening very attentively. <laughs> By the way, I just read the other day that she is going back to Vegas for another uh, round of concerts. Mm. Oh. Uh, so year. that final concert tour she did wasn't, yeah, right. wasn't final. I can't <laughs> believe it. You know when it's final, Dave? When they're not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were uh, we didn't plan to go to a shared concert uh, at Caesars in Las Vegas because we go to Caesar, uh, Las Vegas oh, every other year or so, sometimes every year. We were walking around uh, in one of the casinos and saw the signs of share. So we went over and, and were able to get a ticket, uh, but it was crowded. Uh, it, it's a big auditorium at Caesars where she was performing. And um, I think she had, as I recall, it wasn't too many years ago, as I recall, she had 17 dress changes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> she'd sing a song or two. She'd run backstage and come back out in like two minutes. And totally different look. And uh, she sang, as, to my ear anyway, as great as she's ever been. And uh, I remember at one point during the concert, uh, they had a big screen behind her where they, they shined her up on the screen when she was singing. And uh, she turned around at one point during the concert and looked at herself on the screen, and it was a rear shot. <laughs> and she said, not too bad for a woman my age. <laughs> and uh, it, it was a very memorable thing. But it was so loud. At Caesars, they have these huge speakers, many feet high, all over the, the uh, concert room. And because uh, I worry a little bit about my hearing because I have a little bit of tinnitus. I don't like to have too much loud music. And so I, luckily I had some uh, facial tissue in my pocket and I stuck it in my ears <laughs> to tone it down a little bit. And it worked fine. So it was a great memory and uh, probably one of the greatest performers I've ever seen, certainly. Eric, uh, did you ever meet Cher? Did you? She was campaigning for Al Gore in 2000. And she went to the Carpenters Hall on Olive Street in St. Paul. <laughs> so all these carpenters and here comes Cher. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, she gave a speech. It was really good. I mean, she had the shtick, the political shtick down. 
and we, we got to interview her after. And I don't know if Bruce would confirm this, but I think she's had some work done. <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I'm suspicious. Yeah. Well, but it looked good on her. Yeah, looked real good. And she was very friendly, and we had a we had a nice visit. So you're not. Sometimes when you meet, you know, one of those people you hold in high esteem, it doesn't always work out great. So that's nice that you met her, and liked her. But tell us about your your meeting Steve Miller, because uh, Billy Peterson and and Ricky. I mean, and all Paul, three of them. All three of them played with Steve Miller. Billy went 20 years with them, right? Billy went 20 years, yeah. Um, well, uh, when, when the uh, nuclear cask storage down at Prairie Island was a big controversy in the legislature, uh, celebrities came to, to uh, the state capitol in, in St. Paul to argue against nuclear waste storage. So on the, on the same day, we had Bonnie Raitt. She came in and was against uh, nuclear waste storage. She, wouldn't, she didn't talk to anybody. You know, I'm still bitter when I asked her to dance one time. Oh, tell that story. You got to tell that story after you finish this one. Well, anyway, I'm still bitter about that. And then she wouldn't talk to anybody. So then I got more upset. Steve Miller brings an RV to the front uh, of the Capitol with his band, and he testifies in, against nuclear waste storage. And so he comes out on the Capitol steps and sits down, and we all gather for a big interview. And I said, Steve, before you start, what is the pompadus of love? <laughs> He says, well, it's a nonsense word. It means nothing. It just had the right number of syllables. Yes. <laughs> and then we got to the less important stuff about the nuclear age. Yeah. Well, well, let's go back to Bonnie right now. Back to important stuff. What was the deal on that? Union Bar. She's there uh, watching some, I don't know if it was uh, Luther Allison. I can't remember who the, the act was at the, the old Union Bar on East Hennepin. And uh, she was sitting there alone. And I... Uh, asked her to dance. And she said, well, I think I'll sit this one out. <laughs> and I, I examined my, my moves. I did a post, uh, post action report sure. on how I, yeah. I was wearing a cardigan sweat. <laughs> it, it did, you know, Mr. Rogers asked yeah, Bonnie Ray for a date or for a dance. So yeah. we know uh, Dave, right? We, we learned from Bobby Vandell, Bonnie Raitt, yeah, her brother, that they are all, Sat here in Minnesota. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Ricky, Ricky Peterson, he played with Bunny Ray, too. So. She's just been in town recently. She was just in town <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. John Bream said it was a very emotional concert for her yeah. because she recalled Eric Eskola asking her to... No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. but she she recalled, said Mr. Rogers tried to ask me. And yes. She regretted. Uh, but but uh, she recalled those early days when she was at places like that. And also her brother Steve and recording in yep. Minnetonka and also impairment. But John Breen was very moved because she was so moved. And it was and the audience was into it. They were all Bonnie Raitt fans. I think it was at the State Theater, wasn't it? But Will you tell your Navy band story of the power went out? Oh, yeah, do that. Hang on one sec. The Navy band power story when we come back in just a minute. We got uh, Steve Murphy, Bruce Hogovic, Denny Long, Eric Eskel here today on my first concert. You can download it wherever you get your uh, podcasts, but uh, you can also subscribe to it, which is easy, or go to talknorth.com. We've got a ton of really good podcasts right there as well, but we'd love to have you as a regular on the show. Uh, we have a regular on the show, and it's called the Minnesota Propane Association. Clean, affordable, reliable energy. And these are all the things that we're talking about right now. We all want it for our homes and businesses. And the one source of energy here in Minnesota that can offer all of these benefits is propane. It's clean. 
It produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. So think about that for a minute. It's affordable. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, propane costs approximately 30% less than electricity in the U.S. So the savings can be even higher in this state, by the way. Reliable, propane is energy stored on site independent of the grid. So propane can power your home or business anytime you need it. And talking about energy, propane is a direct energy source used at your home or business, unlike electricity, which is produced somewhere away from your home. And by the time electricity gets to your home, 66% of the energy used to produce it is lost. That's why propane is approximately three times more efficient than electricity. Propane, the right energy right now. For more information on what propane can do for you and the environment, go to propane.com. Uh, Murph, when you were in the service, of course, uh, and, and prior to that, you were a talented musician, and so you did some uh, different things musically, and uh, you were a horn player. As, can you tell us about uh, the power going out? Eric loves these stories. <clears throat> we used to sit around, and I would tell him stories about how crazy it was in the Navy and in the music program. Uh, yes, I was in for four years, and I was on three cruises, and they would take unit bands between 12 and 17 pieces. And usually you would do maybe some military music, and you often play for the audiences in Europe, which was fun. We, we love that. Uh, but once in a while, you get a strange gig. And uh, we were in Palma de Mallorca. Uh, and Davide, uh, you know where that's set? That was my first vacation I ever took with my parents. I was wow. 14, and wow. we went to Palma. Such a popular vacation place right? it is. Have a day for, yes, for it Europeans. Is. Uh, so we were, in, as a matter of fact, um, one of the reasons we loved playing there was because a lot of young European women would come to the parties that <laughs> were yeah. So, so anyway, um, we broke down into a small combo to play for a gig at some hotel in Palma de Mallorca for our marine contingent, these great big aircraft carriers mostly Navy, of course, but they would have Marine contingents there, honor guards and that kind of the security they would do. And it was the anniversary of the Marine Corps. I don't know, 200 or something. And so uh, they asked for us to send a little combo. And I'm sure they thought we were a rock band. I mean, this is like <laughs> 1971, you know, and we did have an electric bass and we had a, an, an electric guitar and a Fender Rhodes. But what somebody had forgotten was that there's a different, and Davide, you can help with this, uh, with the electrical current, it's 220 versus 120, right? Well, yes, it's not just uh, the voltage, it's also the uh, uh, it's it's 50 hertz versus yeah. 60 hertz, yeah. too. Okay, and that that will mess it up, too. <laughs> well, somebody wasn't thinking, and so the guy plugs in his fender roads and poof, and so we have no electricity, <laughs> and so. The Marines there, it seems like they didn't care. I think they'd have a lot of soft drinks. <laughs> and, and so what, we look at each other. There's six of us, I think. And we said, what are we going to do? And uh, the trumpet player, Phil Cook, fabulous trumpet player, but come on, a trumpet? <laughs> and, uh, and he says, well, we'll just do what we can. So the uh, drummer had a snare. And Phil's playing trumpet, and that's all they're doing, a trumpet and a snare drum. And the Marines are all just, <laughs> this is a visual, but I mean, they were just jumping. They didn't care. I mean, that's how the night went on, a trumpet and a drum. <laughs> Our fighting men. Yes. Danny, you met a ton of celebrities through the years just with your music connection. That's, I was, again, after the invitation, David, thank you for that. Uh, 
a lot of people have been really lucky. Well, you guys know, being at CCO, we used to have, it was like a, a, a revolving door of guests coming in. Charo. Charo, yes. Kella Charo. Uh, yeah, well, that she came in with, well, I think it was her boyfriend. He was this big, muscle-bound guy in a suit sitting in the uh, audience while she was being interviewed by Charlie Boone. And uh, I came in and Charlie says, oh, Denny, uh, Denny speaks Spanish. Well, I didn't. <laughs> and she starts saying something in Spanish. She says, but he is Italian. She starts speaking Italian. Oh. But she grabbed my ex-wife. No, i never forget it. She she did not forgive the picture. Uh -oh. uh, Paul Bergley, I think, yeah. was there to shoot a picture, a photograph of these different stars who came in. Well, she had grabbed my necktie. I was wearing a tie and a shirt. And she turned around and... Her back was to me, if you get the my drift, yeah. and shoved her uh, posterior into me. Yeah. Oh, and that's how the that's, picture was taken. That's what Paul took it. And yeah, so she, my ex did not like that. That's before digital, so she must have held a pose for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. <laughs> she came to sit on my on my lap too. Uh, oh yeah, oh, I, was, I came in to do news. As, you know, kind of a, Why does it not surprise me that these two guys are the guys that happened? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so your ex-wife never appreciated that. No, she didn't like that. I think I still I have that picture at home on a file cabinet. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But uh, I think one one thing, if we have a time, yeah, uh, uh, real quickly, the the big uh, thing that sticks in my mind was the day, and he was my hero, still is, Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had the chance to, and I talked to him on the phone before doing interviews while I was on the air. This, But he was my hero for forever, uh, since he was on a different record label many years ago and all that. And the Warner Brothers guy said, hey, how'd you like to have lunch with Gordon? I went, are you kidding? <laughs> wow. Of course, I should never do it. You should never have lunch with a hero. Right. N never get close to it. So I'm with, Gordon is right, we're at the IDS at a restaurant there, I can't remember the name. He's sitting right across from me, and he's drinking double CCs and ginger uh -oh. at the time. This is obviously before his problems. And uh, a couple of Warner Brothers reps there. And I can't think of anything to ask him. I'm like <laughs> starstruck. So my big question was, what kind of Canadian beer do you like? <laughs> Molson. He said... After the first one, they all taste the same. <laughs> and then, he, then I brought my guitar, and he was being interviewed by Dan Hertzgard at the time. And I said, please, would you just play a little bit of Beautiful? And he did. And to this day, I saved the strings. Oh, oh wow. cool. That's cool. Pretty so cool. he turned out to be cordial. He was. He was rather quiet, but I mean, he. Uh, but I guess maybe the double C C ginger <laughs> yeah. kind of held that. But well, uh, yeah, well yeah. Eric has it. You have a great story about him and Duluth. Well, he wrote Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and a lot of the crew was from uh, Duluth area, Superior, Wisconsin, and he came and did a show at Duluth shortly after he had written the song, which was only, you know, a couple of months, I suppose maybe six months after the shipwreck, and some of the crew families were there and were heckling him. He started the song, and they were heckling him that you're making money off of our loved one's death, and he stopped the show. He went over to uh, 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 one of the amps. He grabbed a magazine and he said, I got everything uh, about this shipwreck from this Newsweek magazine. And I took the lyrics and all of from the facts that were in the magazine article about the shipwreck. And I didn't mean it to make money off it. I made it to be a lasting memorial to these brave uh -huh. men. 
and the crowd went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he shifted him. Uh, yeah, he really, wow. he, after he explained it to him, he could do no wrong. But that was really kind of a tense moment. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Wow. Bruce? Yeah, I got a little Liberace story. I didn't meet him, but I was at a concert to kind of stumble into it in an interesting way. And uh, just as a quick aside, without taking too much time, I'm watching the clock on the screen there. Uh, yeah, Jackie Vernon, the comedian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Forgot that name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm at that age where I relate to that. Um, we were walking in South Beach, in Miami Beach, up and down the uh, Ocean Drive there. And I saw this guy up there with a couple, three people around him getting into a limo. And I told Marvetta, I said, I think that's Jackie Vernon. <laughs> just walking, you know, getting into a car. So I went up to him and I said, are you Jackie Vernon? And he said, yes. And uh, we talked for three or four minutes at least. And uh, he was very accommodating, very welcoming, no intimidation, being a big star and all that. And then when we finished the conversation, he was going to get in the car. He said, hey, I said, what? He said, stay in touch. So, <laughs> 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 and I've tried to, but to no avail. In Liberace, uh, we were walking in New York, walking around Midtown Manhattan, walking past Radio City Music Hall. And uh, this is in the probably 80s, maybe early 80s. I lose track of time. Um, and uh, we went by Radio City and it said Liberace playing tonight or a week or whatever it was at Radio City. So I uh, didn't think anything of it. I thought, well, we'll never get tickets for this. Then we walked up to the crowd waiting around there, and the guy was selling tickets uh, to the Liberace concert. So I told Marvin, maybe we should look into this. You know, maybe he's a crook. Who knows? You know, he's going to scam us. Sure. You know, Times Square. Um, and he said, yeah, I got two tickets. I'm selling at face value. And I said, well, that's a deal at this late stage in the game. So I said, I'll tell you what, because I didn't quite trust him. I said, uh, I'll have my wife stand here with you. Give me the two tickets, and I'm going to go to the teller counter here and see if they're real. I went up, and she said, yeah, they're real. So I went back, we will buy them. We went in, and again, I was a small-town guy. Walking around New York saying, these buildings would hold a lot of hay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we went in. And uh, they started the show. Liberace came in on the wires, flew in like an angel flying on a wire. And then he had his driver, who I think was his boyfriend at the time, all dressed up like a chauffeur. And they had a real uh, classic car that they drove out on the stage. And then uh, he started introducing some people, including his uh, friend, who he was very proud of, it seemed like. And then he said, uh, we're going to have the Rockettes here. And I'd never seen the Rockettes, Radio City Rockettes kicking up and down. And then he said, we have a special guest in the audience tonight. He said, Donald Trump, stand up and take a bow. Oh, my. And this is, you know, this is when he was just a real estate guy in New York before well, political stuff. So I told Marvette, we never had anything like this in Ortonville. <laughs> <laughs> the Rockettes, Liberace, uh, who was very good with the audience. Oh, I bet. He, yeah, he was a showman. Very kind with the audience. Yeah. Really in, in, engaged himself with the audience. So, uh, that was an experience I, I do kind of remember with some fondness. Oh, yeah. It's an unforgettable concert. We're talking with Bruce, Denny, Eric, Murph. This is my first concert. Dave Lee here. Good to have you with. Davide's with us as well, as always, here on the show. Uh, again, download us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, whatever it might be. Hey, our thanks to uh, Quarry's Home Services and Jeff and his crew I've known for well over two decades now. And in fact, a pretty good customer of theirs. 
If, I, what I just did actually yesterday, called them to come on over and uh, take a look at the furnace, do a tune-up. That's smart stuff this time of year, by the way. But if you're overwhelmed by a growing to-do list and a shrinking schedule, I think that's pretty much all of us. Spending more time uh, stressing over household repairs and enjoying them, well, you're not alone in that. And Aquarius Home Services really does have your back. They've had mine for all these years. They're your trusted local, let us tackle your to-do list team. Aquarius Home Services is really here to assist you. Whether it's your furnace or electrical work or plumbing, give me trouble, you can choose the service. They'll handle the rest and fix and take $98 off the repair cost. Yeah, that's right. For any furnace, plumbing, or electrical repair, they're slashing 98 bucks from the price. So uh, watch your to-do list shrink while you reclaim your time. And I wouldn't worry about uh, flickering lights and leaky toilets or noisy furnaces. Just call them and let them do the job. They're dedicated professionals. They respect your home and your time. They're, they're exceptional. <clears throat> they really are one of a kind, I think. Aquarius believes in earning the right to be recommended, and that's why I talk about it. They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. All right, uh, let's go back to uh, some concerts. Or Denny, you meet uh, you meet Gordon Lightfoot. You met a lot of these people. Anybody else stand out through the years? You know, there have been so many. I think one, especially since, <clears throat> since his passing, uh, I was thinking back at the old Guthrie Theater of one of my favorite concerts was John Prine, uh, a singer by the name of Bonnie Kolak. I'm sure nobody, many people don't remember uh, him or her, rather. But that that stands out. I never had a chance to meet John. At the Guthrie. At the Guthrie. Wow, perfect place, too. His, son, I, his son is coming to the Dakota really? yeah. next month, yeah, doing uh, the songs of John Prine. One of my favorite groups that I happened to see at the Dakota years later was the Manhattan Transfer. But I had the chance to interview them many years ago when they were all still together. Some of the most fun people ever. And, uh, but, but they're, they, to this day, uh, they still are so great, even though two of them had passed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since then. But that, well, we had one of them in here a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson, drummer. Oh, the drummer. Okay. I wonder yeah. If he was there with he's him. actually, he's housing in this building too. No Pete, Pete <laughs> talked about, it's interesting because Pete talked about uh, they had to perform for the record label. And so all the record label stars came to the show and they didn't know who would be there. This was in England. And in the front row, Paul McCartney. And he said they looked looked down there and went, <clears throat> uh-oh. <laughs> you got to perform in front of Paul McCartney. So he always says, I've seen McCartney. He was at my show in the front row. How about that? <laughs> I was playing, uh, it was a Saturday night on CCO, and I was playing one of their songs. I can't remember if it was on the boulevard, whatever the song was. And I got a call, phone ring, and at that time we had a switchboard receptionist 24 7. Yeah. Right. And the phone rings in the studio, and I pick it up. It's the general manager who's no longer with us, so I'm not going to mention his name. But he said, You can't be playing that stuff. Quit playing that stuff. <laughs> that was Manhattan Transfer? It was Manhattan Transfer. <laughs> the next week, I, I got kind of a comeback. <clears throat> the next week, they won a Grammy. <laughs> so that was. What was his objection? I have no idea. I think at the time, his wife didn't like it. <laughs> so it was one of those. John Lennon passes away with the assassin assassination in New York on a Monday night. And I'm working uh, uh, 2 to 10 or 3 to 11, whatever it was. So the news comes by that John Lennon has been killed. And it's sort of everybody's shocked. So I got down to Let It Be Records. 
used to be on the Nickel and Mall. Remember Let It Be? Yeah. And interviewed some, you know, record buyers about John Lennon's passing. And I come back and Franklin Hobbs is on the air. And in tribute to John Lennon's death, he plays, Montevani plays the Beatles. <laughs> did, did, we, did they even have uh, Beatles albums in the music library? Oh, yeah. They did? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was Hobbs. Uh, real quick one. I don't want to take up time. Uh, Manhattan Transfer. I read that uh, years ago, uh, I don't know their names, Manhattan Transfer people, the woman, uh, one of the founders, she was a singer in New York and uh, wasn't getting anywhere. And she was yeah. in a cab. She was in a cab. And then another guy wanted to share the cab with her. And she started talking to him. And uh, she said, uh, I'm trying to be a singer in New York. It's very frustrating. I'm not getting anywhere, not even locally. And he said, you know what? I'm in the same boat. And then in the conversation, which lasted how long? 15, 20 minutes. They decided to merge together mm. and form a mm. group. And they named it Manhattan Transfer. So it was an accidental meeting each wow. other, resulting in all that success and that great music. And great, uh, Pete said, great European success. Yeah, no, I believe oh, that. Yeah. In Europe, they were yeah. bigger than here in the U.S. Yeah, I believe What was that. your best uh, musical show? Was it Tina? Uh, Tina, well, Tina Turner? You know, I, was, you know, I hadn't thought about uh, all these shows that we've seen before I got the call from Dave Lee. Yeah. But it does get your mind reeling, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Things I haven't thought about in years. Um, oh, I forgot my Liberace story, too. If you do it real quick, well, I already did that. But the, the Broadway shows, I think by count, and we don't have an exact count. Marvette knows more than I do about this. My wife. Um, I think we've seen over 50 shows in New York. Well, you uh, live there part of the year, right? Yeah, we do now, yeah. We have an apartment there um, that we bought about two years ago. But at, at least 50, probably more that we've seen. So most all the major shows on Broadway, not so much off-Broadway. By the way, the difference between Broadway and off-Broadway is the number of seats in the theater. Uh, I think off-Broadway has to be no more than 100 seats, or maybe, hmm. no, excuse me, 500 seats. Uh, so anything up to 500 seats is considered off-Broadway. Uh, theaters that seat 500 or more are considered Broadway. That's the, which I didn't realize. I didn't know that either. Too long ago. It's, it's What's the best one you've seen? Um, yeah. Maybe the most recent one. The first one we saw was My Fair Lady. That must have mm. been back in the 80s, I think, early 80s. Uh, and uh, when we were there this summer, we saw um, Some Like It Hot, uh, which is a new show. I don't know, people probably haven't heard too much about it, but it's real popular in New York. Great music. A great beat to the music throughout the entire show. Uh, some like it hot, and uh, I've got what you want, or something. It's it, it, it's a great show, and we saw that. Probably uh, the most memorable may have been the first one, My Fair Lady, because it was such a big hit. And I was I looked it up last night, and uh, I'll do it real quickly. The number of songs that came out of My Fair Lady. Um, the uh, Rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. These are songs people are familiar with. With a Little Bit of Luck, that came from My Fair Lady. Uh, the Street Where You Live, My Fair Lady. Uh, Get Me to the Church on Time, My Fair Lady. Accustomed to Her Face, My Fair Lady. Were they name actors in that production? Uh, I, th this is so long ago, okay. I don't remember. No. Um, it was the first big Broadway show that we saw, probably about 1980, I would guess. 
Um, and then some like it hot, the most recent one. I, I think those two, the first one, almost the first one, and the most recent are my two favorite. But we've seen, like I said, at least 50, probably more. Have you seen Hamilton? Yes. Okay. Uh, we actually saw that in Miami. Oh, I at saw. the Arsh Center in Miami. Yeah. Um, you also live in Miami. Yeah. In South Florida, in Broward County. He's one step ahead of the law everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep moving. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I just list a couple real quick ones. And I don't, I don't want to take up too much time here. Okay. Um, a Lion King, Phantom of the Opera, which is my wife's favorite. Lion King was great, too. Lion King is Remember they, <clears throat> they debuted that here in town right. at the State Theater. Yeah. Right. Or no, the uh, Orpheum. No. Oh, okay. and, and people can see some of these shows right in Minneapolis. Yeah, because. Right. Uh, our Broadway right. series that they run here every year. Michael Eisner came in for that show. Uh, Remember, that was just like, the, the, it was. It was crazy. We saw Phantom. Marvette saw it in Minneapolis here, and then we saw it in New York just this year, 2023. Mm. And uh, marvelous optics, you know, and all. Yeah, that's a great show. We saw it just a few shows before they closed because they closed this year. And I think it was probably one of the longest running shows ever. I think the original uh, lead in that, Michael. Oh, God, darn it. He came in. When I just started at CCO, he came in and sat with me for about an hour one day. And, uh, Camelot, we saw years ago with Richard Burton wow. at, Link, at Lincoln Center. Wow! And again, this is early stuff, 1980 or so, a little past mm-hmm. 1980. And I always remember Burton standing in the middle of the stage, King Arthur, right? And uh, he just stood with his arms at his side and didn't move through the whole show, and he sang. Uh, huh. And uh, once in a while, he would use the wrist of his hand to make a gesture. He was not animated at all. <laughs> and, of course, he had this big voice and great singing voice, too. And uh, I always remember that. Um, and uh, Aladdin, which uh, is a Disney show on, on Broadway we saw, I think, last year. And uh, the optics there are incredible because they actually fly on a carpet, mm. magic carpet. Mm-hmm. And I tried to find out when we saw it how they did that because I couldn't see any wires. You know, and they said that when I tried to look it up, they said it's a secret that they're not letting out. <laughs> but they got away and they had two people on this magic carpet riding across the stage and up over the audience and all that. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah, how did they get them up there? Uh, Michael Jackson, MJ, the show, which I thought was adequate. It was not one of my favorites. I didn't think it was greatly done, but it, it was pretty good. Uh, beautiful Noise we saw recently, uh, the Neil Diamond story. Oh, yeah. And they sang all the Neil Diamond uh, songs and did a very good job with it. And, of course, Sweet Caroline, you know, Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah. And they had the whole audience singing Sweet Caroline. They didn't so do the Westford or the Virginia Pitt version, I hope, did they? No. Okay. Uh, um, all right. Uh, Moulin Rouge, which uh, is uh, the theater uh, right across the street from us, the Al Hirschfield Theater in Manhattan on uh, 45th Street and about 8th Avenue. And uh, Moulin Rouge is a great show, great music. Not so many songs that we would recognize but the music was great and one of my Mar- marvette's favorite shows and we've been to there twice actually just walked across the street uh back to the future was good um and uh music man with hugh jackman oh wow uh, we saw that uh i remember it was this year or last year he wasn't there that long uh and they closed it do you get rush tickets for this, or is uh, it full sometimes price? Sometimes we get rush tickets a couple, three times over the years. We struck out, struck good with that. 
if people are going from here to New York for a show, is that the way to, to, to well, do it? Well, the way we do it, and, uh, you know, we're not great theater, you know, uh, experts, but um, we go to the box office the day of the show we want to go to, and we finally get the best deals there. And sometimes they have a couple of extra tickets that we want to sell the last minute from the box office, and they all open about 10 in the morning, and that's time to go. They'll be there right away at 10, uh, and then you get a good shot. They have the tickets Disc, so-called discount uh, mm -hmm. booth in Times Square, and also uh, at South Street, which is South Manhattan. And uh, we find that um, they don't always have the array of shows that we want to see. And I'm not so sure that the discounts are that great because they're selling some of the most expensive tickets at a discount the last minute mm -hmm. because they couldn't get rid of. <clears throat> you know, we try to, the ticket prices have really gone up uh, in the years we've been going here, uh, going there. Uh, used to be we pay what 35 40 bucks now we say to ourselves well when we go to, to a box office if it's under 100 we can do it if it's over 100 we have to think about it so 100 bucks is typical now for a mm. price on broadway for two people it's 200 bucks every 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 summer at lincoln center they have summer for the city which is largely a whole array of free events that the public can come to mostly local new yorkers i don't think the tourists are too aware of it and we've been there two or three times. One of the things they feature, they have different music genres every night. And this is almost every night, all summer. It's a great thing. And um, we went one time, and they had a silent disco. I thought, I wonder what this is, a silent disco. Is it going to hurt my ears? I got tinnitus. Uh, they give you a set of headphones that you put on, radio-equipped headphones, and the DJ up in front you know, runs his music. And uh, you can dance, and nobody can hear the music. Yeah. Except you wearing the headphones. I've done that. And it's a strange-looking sight. You see all these people, yeah. <laughs> and you can't hear a thing. <laughs> you got your, you've got your own music in your headphones. Yeah. yeah, and it could be different than from the guy next to you. How, how many people are in a silent disco? Oh, I would say a couple hundred. A, yeah, it was quite a few. Uh, yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm, you know, my engineering brain starts what? to right? go on like that. It's like... How am I giving the same signal to hundreds and hundreds of people individually? It's Yeah, you could click something on your headphones. I mean, you can listen yeah, to the yeah, Tramps yeah. to Disco Inferno, and the other guys listen to Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> you know? I, I thought everybody had the same song, but I'm not sure. No, it's, you can oh, pick your different? song. Oh, yeah. At least then, the one I Oh, like. then it's like... That's where yeah. I was at. Oh, okay. Well, you, you just... You pick a song. Yeah, you switch to a different frequency, and then you got a different... Oh. Oh, but you're I all see. dancing out there. You're yeah. just dancing a different music. And it's all quiet. If you yeah. take the headphones off, it's just all quiet. I, I, I thought it was like all 500 people are listening to the same no, song. No, no, no. And that's like a nightmare. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No. I, I do that on airplanes. Yeah. 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 Dancing. Anyway, okay, here's what I want you to think about. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap it up. But <clears throat> Eric's done this. You're putting together your own show. I want to know the three acts you're going to have perform in the show that you're promoting, wherever it might be. Okay, so think about that for just a minute. And I do want to talk about concerts some more. In fact, out of Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, uh, where you can go uh, ChanhassenDT.com, by the way, check them out. But they have some wonderful concerts in that concert theater, which is acoustically terrific. One of the ones that gets talked about a lot is called Wild Angels. It's the women of rock, pop, and country. And that is coming up here uh, in November. Uh, Bruce mentioned the Michael Jackson musical. This is a, at Chanhassen, this is the Michael Jackson Family Review Sunday. That's a different deal. That's a tribute concert. 
That's coming up. Rainy Days and Mondays, Music of the Carpenters this month, One World, Sting, uh, Tribute to Sting. And they have much more. So that's just an example of if you like concerts, you got to get out to Chanhassen and see these. Go to ChanhassenDT.com. On the main stage, oh, Michael Brindisi's done an unbelievable job with Jersey Boys. And that's on their main stage. Michael's talented. Uh, he grew up in Philadelphia. I always mention this, but he was one of those guys. You see the poster of that musical, and it's you know four guys singing a cappella under a streetlight. That's what he did growing up in Philadelphia. So he, this is a real passion of his. He's passionate about every show he produces and directs, but this one is just so good. I mean, it's it's exceptional. Chan Hassan is a gem of the place to get a great dinner package down there and enjoy that on the main stage or stop at Brindisi's Pub or go down to Stevie Ray's Comedy Club or to the concert series shows too. Either way, just go to ChanHassanDT.com, check that out, and uh, be out there. I've been out there many times. I know you're going to love it. All right, uh, Murph, have you thought about three concerts that you would book? Well, I hope it's uh, ones that I've been to because... It can be whatever you want. Well, I picked three that I've been to, and they don't always have to be alive. No. Right? Aretha was wonderful, and she was at the convention center for the Pacer Center. It was a benefit. Oh, yeah, here in even, town. Here in town. Yeah. Monica and I went. I don't even think they turned the lights down all the way. It was. I don't know why that was the case, but it was a fairly intimate crowd. It was one of their spillover convention rooms or something, and she was just delightful. She sat down and played piano, and... She had her brother Franklin conducting the orchestra, wow. and, uh, and the audience was so appreciative. Another one was James Taylor, and I got tickets to that, and it was next to the Mall of America, and that was oh, a outside for Hunger. Were you there? No, but I remember they had uh, venues. They had a venue outside for a while because right. uh, I saw the Moody Blues at that venue. Okay, and that's a truly intimate section there. I mean, that's a, not a very large area. Yeah. And it had just rained, and we're wiping the. Uh, there were folding chairs. And we're wiping the water off the, the chairs, and we wondered how this would 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 end up. His son sang with him, and it was just terrific. And then finally, years ago, but I think it was one of my favorite in terms of the acoustics and the music itself, was um, Crosby and Nash. Mm. And uh, there was at William and Mary College in in Virginia, and my gosh, they just sounded like Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Uh, they it was so well produced and everything. So there's my dream team. Oh, that's a good one. How about you, uh, Bruce? Well, uh, living or no longer living. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I would say um, um, I would say Manhattan Transfer for one, like Jenny was talking about. I mean, that's a great group. I love their smooth sound. Little Street in Singapore. A lot of talent in that, and among uh, those musicians. Um, maybe uh, try to update myself and make myself more with the times. More relevant? More relevant. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. That's reaching too far. Uh, maybe J-Lo. Uh, huh? I kind of yeah. like J-Lo. You got that Miami connection. <laughs> uh, well, she's from the Bronx in New York. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. I thought she lived in Miami nowadays, but you uh, would know. She lives in California, I think. Okay. Some I listen to her sister quite a bit. People don't know this out here, I don't think. But her sister, Linda Lopez, is a newscaster which kind of drew my attention. That's right. On Wins Radio in New York, yeah. which is WINS, which is the most listened to station in America right now. Uh, she used to be at WCBS, now she's at Wins. Anyway, J, uh, J Lo's sister. And um, maybe even, I think Lady Gaga. I think she's multi talented. Uh, she's great. Yeah, when she sang with uh, Tony Bennett, I mean, uh, that's the first time I really saw her singing those kind of ballads. Mm -hmm. 
and I thought she's really a good singer to my ear. Yeah, she's really yeah, good. She yeah, she's yeah. a true musical genius, I think. So maybe those. And she'd be fun. I mean, that show would definitely be entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't she date a guy from Minnesota? Well, anyway, I, I'm I digressing. Know. She was here re recently eating at uh, Lurcat. Yeah, maybe. Well, Lurcat. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's. I think she went there twice. I think I read. Yeah. Well, maybe that just uh, gives that story some credibility. If it's not, yeah, I made up Eric something really interesting. <laughs> and Eric went over there to ask her to dance, and she <laughs> says, "I'll sit this one." <laughs> she says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a car. I had a cardigan again. <laughs> I think it was the same cardigan <laughs> I made for Bunny. Oh, I got to shape up. That's all right, <laughs> Denny. I notice a pattern of Bruce's choices there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we won't get into yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think if I could bring him back, uh, James Taylor, Murph mentioned one, for sure, him. But the other two that I wish I could bring back are Steve Goodman and John Prine. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had the chance to meet Steve Goodman. As and? Well. Oh, a great guy. Cancer early, right? Yeah, he had leukemia. <laughs> But those, those, uh, those three, I could uh, listen to their music and book them every week. Yeah, you'd be well. You should go to Dakota and see John's son. Oh, I'd love to do that. He had lo he had loyal followers, didn't he? I mean, his people that followed him yeah. were very loyal. And Eric, let's review your three or have you changed it since I last I changed time? it? Okay. <laughs> Neil Young be my first. Yep. You met Neil Young. I did. You got the VIP ticket for that I got one. Got the VIP ticket, and I said to him. Neil, you don't know this, but we've spent a lot of time together. <laughs> and he looked at me with his gray, piercing eyes, and he said, thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Handsome Dick Manitoba and the Dictators. All right, you're going to have to tell us more about them. Well, they're, they're uh, well, you don't know Handsome Dick Manitoba and the Dictators? I feel awful, I don't. I'm gonna, I'll send you a, a YouTube of them. Don't give me an album, because last time I got one of your albums, I lost it. Dave, <laughs> now I don't feel bad for not knowing this band. If you don't know them. <laughs> yeah. And then Johnny Thunders. Johnny Thunders. <laughs> who, was, who, who was with the original New York Dolls, but was kicked out for being uh, a heroin addict. And I think the day, one of the days he played at, this, at uh, First Avenue, he had been arrested during the day shoplifting at Dayton's. Oh. <laughs> who hasn't? So, you know, it's... the. Rock and roll is a loser's game, Dave Lee. Remember that. Yeah. And who told, somebody told your brother that. Yeah, I think it was a road manager for uh, Waylon Jennings, I think, said, told him that. Well, thank you guys for coming in. This yeah. is awesome. It's fun. Uh, Steve Murphy, Bruce Hogovic, Danny Long, Eric Eskola, uh, award-winning broadcast journalists, all of them, and, and years on the radio. And so I want to thank them for coming in. It was great to work with them all these years, obviously, as I mentioned. They were mentors to me, Davide, and great. And uh, so it was fun to have them in here with all the music knowledge. It's all been brought to you by the Minnesota Propane Association, by Aquarius Home Services, by UCARE, by the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, and by Starbank.net. And again, you can go to uh, Spotify, you can go to Apple, wherever, and get these uh, podcasts. You can download them and uh, and make sure that you're uh, on the subscribe list. And also at talknorth.com and learn more about what is at talknorth.com with a lot of great podcasts and I will see you next week Tommy. well I will see you then on my first concert <laughs>